I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as fuck. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Welcome to season two, episode, is it episode three already? It's episode three. Holy moly. I kind of yeah. think that's blowing my mind because we're ahead. We are ahead. It's <laughs> so crazy. So I know only the first one is up. So I feel like wild saying that, but I'm excited. Yeah. Today is going to be a really dope episode. And this is an episode that's actually inspired based off of feedback that we got in our private Facebook community. Uh, we just went in there and just asked people. Sometimes we like to check in and say, hey, how's everyone doing? And what we're going to talk about today, there was a common theme uh, that was like a lot of people were dealing with that. But before we dive into that topic, we need to give some shout outs. Y'all. Chris and I and our we're just we're feeling we're feeling loved. Feeling I, the love and I'm the support. Loved. Yes. Yes. And it's affirmed for me, which is like it's yeah, all you the, need it. It's all the feel good. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't listen to last week, we have a Patreon episode and or episode, excuse me. We have a Patreon that you can join, help support the show, but also full of bonus episodes and all the things. But before we explain any more on that, we just want to thank our newest patrons, Hannah, thank you, Hope, Deb, and Micah. I was really excited to see Micah is so active everywhere. Yeah. She's yeah. so sweet. And she's your bride, isn't she? Yep. She is. I mean, she's not my bride, but she is <laughs> a oh, bride. Oh. <laughs> but she's a bride of yours. Yes. Yes. Her God, and that's her confusing. Fiance, I get what you're saying. I'm like, oh, my idiot. Yeah. They're getting married. It's right around the corner. Really? Literally right around the corner. Yeah. So shout out to all of our patrons. We love you guys so much. Uh, and we're so thankful that you guys are supporting the show. And I, I did want to add one little thing. Uh, people... There have been a couple people that have said in in messages. I've seen some of the messages on Instagram. Like, man, I wish there was a way that like I got married. Um, and I wish like I love listening to the podcast, but I'm not a bride who's planning anymore. Uh, and we ended up telling them like, hey, on Patreon, like this is what these episodes are. Like, they are bonus episodes. Sometimes we talk a little bit of photography more on the on the back end of stuff, but they're very laid back, shoot the shit conversations. We're just hanging out, talking about all sorts of things. Uh, Life. So insecurities uh, some wedding drama some wedding drama that people will find probably kind of some entertainment in but uh but anyways yeah that is one of the perks that our patrons get and then also just want to remind our patrons that on february 27th we are going to be having our first patrons only zoom hangout so get excited for that mark your calendars and uh and thank you so much for supporting the show you know before we completely move on from this one of the bonus episodes that live inside the Patreon is about being a male photographer, Chris, being a male photographer yeah. in the wedding industry. And something I didn't realize that you can do on Patreon is comment. And one of our patrons, Hope, commented about how interesting this concept was and that it just opened up a really awesome conversation. And so the I think the coolest thing for me about this Patreon is that every episode that gets uploaded, including these episodes, we can comment and talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like there's a space where that's really happened. 
It's hard. Yet, yeah, it's hard everywhere. And even on Facebook, like it just doesn't kind of make sense because the episode doesn't live there. Whereas on the Patreon, it they live there. And then like right after you're done listening, you can comment on it. And so I'm super excited. Even that whole episode, I'm excited to get more feedback on that. The whole idea of, you know, potentially. Yeah, potentially women yeah. subconsciously being uncomfortable hiring a male wedding photographer. So that was a great episode. Uh, but today's episode is also going to be great. Today's episode is so excited. We're, we already talked, we're going to talk about decision fatigue and how common that is in the wedding industry. And you want to get started? You want to like open up? Yeah. Yeah. Let's dive into it. And and we kind of hinted at this a little bit, but this episode is truly inspired by what many of our planning couples are currently facing right now. And we've gotten this feedback in our private Facebook community. If you want to join that, the link is in the show notes below. It's completely free. Completely free. Uh, lots of good conversations happening there. Um, but yeah, there were several people that said like, I am just tired of making decisions. If I have to pick one more dadgum mm-hmm. centerpiece, dadgum. decoration, uh, like they are just tired of making decisions. And decision fatigue is a very real thing. Very real thing. It's why I think so many couples, when it's Friday night and they're going out to eat and they look over at each other and go, where do you want to go out to eat? Like they've already made so many decisions that week that they can't even make that simple one. And that's what decision fatigue does to you. I agree. I mean, as you eat your cutie. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just discovered cuties, the little mandarin oranges, and now I'm eating one. I'm so proud of myself. I'm 12 and picky. They're good. We're doing it. Eat them with string cheese too. It's like a vibe. It's a what? Not like mix them, but like make like a snack plate, like a little couple pretzels, some oh, string cheese. Oh, kind of like a charcuterie board type of yeah. vibe. Yeah, Lara calls them snack plates. She Cute. makes it for the kids. Yeah, but Cute. string cheese and like mandarin oranges. Anyways, I'm like picturing it together, and I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't they're, know. they're good. All right. Well, in the decision fatigue realm of things, right when you get engaged, I feel like that's when it's really, everything's exciting. Like you want to do everything right away and you start looking up the vendors that you want because you're thinking of your top three priorities, your top five priorities of these are the things that really matter to me. And there's some urgency that comes with that too to where you, there's kind of a fire lit under you because you realize like, I got to make some big decisions. Especially now, we're in the boom, the Mm -hmm. wedding boom, you know? So there's some urgency there that kind of feel, but you're right, it is very fun. Yeah, it's exciting. You're filling out contact forms like, you're, and then you're on Pinterest because you're waiting for people to respond to you or maybe you haven't decided on things yet and you're just in the beginning and you know, you're know you not 100% certain when you want to get married. And so the only thing you can do is pin on Pinterest, make that mood board, figure out the things that you really like because it's still really fun. There's a shift that happens in wedding planning where it starts to almost get real. You know, like you're not living in dreamland. Oh, yeah the very beginning it's pinterest dreamland fun like no pressure and you've started to spend nothing's money real like yes you've started to spend lots of money deposits going down buying things and now the decisions like i mean it's sometimes people burn through that early budget that they have set and they're like oh crap and so then now you're making decisions that you kind of have to be money conscious and it's not yeah. as fun to operate within a budget true true because you're you're less in you're less in dreamland of that beginning i just got engaged i'm in dreamland now there's money attached to that decision and so things skew a little bit you know and so the excitement can dwindle sometimes 
sometimes even a lot of times it's mostly mothers, but sometimes you got mothers breathing down your neck about stuff. Have you made the guest list? Can we invite uncle, uncle Phil and, and aunt, what what was the name I used the other day in Patreon? Carol. Carol. Did you invite Carol and Phil? Are they coming? Did they get the invite? Yeah. You know, like, and they just start getting on your, on your back about stuff. And then now it's like, everyone's giving you information overload. And now you like have to make decisions off of the new information that people give you. Every time you talk about your wedding, and a lot of it's times like, you're not even trying to talk about it, they bring it up. It's a lot of input. Yes. It's like, you know? it's it's information overload, yeah. which leads to your brain like short-circuiting and feeling fatigued and tired. Yes. So this concept of decision fatigue is like, it's real. You only have so many decisions that you can make in a day, which is kind of like there's only so many decisions you can make in a week, but there's only so many decisions that you can actually make in a day before your brain is fried. So the way that I can explain this, if you've never heard it before, it's the, it's the like 3 PM. My brain is done. I'm at work working nine to five. It's 3 PM. I just want to grab my phone and scroll because Mm -hmm. I'm tired. My brain doesn't want to look at the spreadsheet anymore. This happened to me yesterday. I worked in a spreadsheet for like seven hours yesterday. I did work. It was great. However, the end of it, I had nothing left. Did you you see my workflow video that I posted on Instagram and my stories? I did. did. Where it was like, I literally recorded myself doing this workflow. And you literally watch the exhaustion. Your emotions, yeah. And at you the end, it? I was like, I finished. Like, well, your brain, yeah. nothing left. <laughs> your, your brain goes into autopilot. It's just yeah. like, it's, you know, you're not really thinking. You just, and that's why it's so appealing to scroll, to zone out, to watch Netflix, mm-hmm. to I'm play like, video I games. I can't think anymore. It hurts. Yes. That, that, except it's now like when this sets in like six months before your wedding date or a year or three months, whenever it sets in, you're like, it's kind of steals the joy out of the wedding. And we had several couples on that Facebook thread uh, or several brides actually say like, I'm just like, I'm more excited for the wedding to be over and for this, this fatigue to go away than like the actual day. And, and that's, you know, that's a reality. It's a sad reality, but it is a very real reality that people kind of find themselves in. So how can we help? Like, do we have any insight for them? We got nothing, right? We're just going to like just address this and then move on. Yeah. There's no yeah, help at all. We don't, we're not helpful. No, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we're going to give you this analogy to think about through this wedding planning process. And even though a day of the wedding, like all the time through this wedding, I want you to think about the idea of baking a cake. You get to make your wedding cake. Mm-hmm. You get to pick all of the ingredients that go in and the icing and the decor and each like, I don't know, the buttercream and the fondant and all the things cake that I don't understand. But you get to pick all of the ingredients for the cake. But there's only so many ingredients that that go into a cake. And as you're navigating these wedding decisions, we want you to think, is this ingredient, like, is this, how do I word that? Is this ingredient worth taking, is this worth taking up an ingredient? Yeah, is this is this what you want to add to your cake? Like think of your wedding as a cake and and so and and really think of like the emotions and the kind of the state of your emotions when you're happy, when you're motivated, when you're excited, you're adding all of these traditional cake things, the lemon zest, the the sugar, the the heavy cream. And then when you're in a state of frustration and and when you're leading to fatigue and burnout, you're reaching for the garlic and the cumin, and the red pepper flakes, and all of these. Because you're exhausted. You're not making good decisions anymore. 
No, and you got to like ask yourself, like, is this the cake that I want to bake? Like, do I want to bake garlic, turmeric, cumin, red pepper flake cake? Or do I want, like you said, the buttercream, lemon zest, you know, all of that stuff that is just like amazing red velvety. Like, is that the cake that you want to bake? And the and the biggest thing with this is is mindsets, truly. Like you find yourself in a position where you have a choice to make. And the power behind shifting your mindset doesn't really take place until you realize that there is an issue. So there has to be an awareness of this mindset that you want to shift. And so the question that we, we want you to ask is, Ashley, when they, when they find themselves in this place where they're like feeling fatigued, they're feeling burned out, what's the question that we want them to ask themselves? Do I want to put this in my cake? Yes, that do I want to put this in my cake okay. or another like, version? Right. <laughs> another version of that could be: Is this the cake that I want to bake? Yeah. Uh, and and it, like, allow yourself to have people in your life invite them in. Like, you can explain this analogy. You can send them this episode. Tell them, hey, listen to the first ten minutes, and then like have them be your like associate bakers, right? That can like challenge your you and chef. ask you your sous chef, like, hey, is that the cake that you want to bake? And that they can kind of check you on that because sometimes we're not aware of the cake that we're baking. We're not aware that we just went into autopilot mode. How out of control we just got. Right. They're like, oh my God, you just put a cup of mustard into your cake. Like, and that, and obviously these things are symbolic. They represent the decisions of like, of what are you look like? I have a really good, so what this would look like in real life is I am, I'm spending three hours on like Google shopping. I'm spending three hours on Google shopping looking for S card, like card escort card placeholder things where like your little paper place card of somebody's name sits inside of it. Okay. I just spent three hours on Google shopping looking for what I wanted And I wasted so much brain power and so much energy on this decision that I didn't end up making where you can have mom say, like, is this worth part of your, you know, you know what I mean? Like, is this worth part of your cake? Like, is this this the cake that you want to bake? Is this the cake you want to bake? And because you only have one cake and it's like, no, I want to actually not be putting three hours worth of time into something that nobody notices. And that's what and that's what all of this comes down to. So that's the analogy that we wanted to toss out to you. Consider it a tool in your bridal breakdown toolbox. This is analogy this the cake of you bake? is this the cake that I want to bake? Now we have some other advice that we want to give you as well, but we wanted to lead with this one because it all kind of ties in together. We have just a few practical ideas of some other tools that you can add to this toolbox. But the biggest one kind of being, or the first one that we're going to kick off with is actually setting wedding planning boundaries. Um, Because this is really, really important. Um, A lot of times when boundaries are crossed, we find ourselves in a situation that we don't necessarily want to be in. And then we realize like, oh, this isn't where I want to be. Let me set up some parameters and some boundaries so I don't wind up here again Ashley, I'm going to share one, and if you want to kick off talking about it, that would be great. But you brought up off air, a really great one would be no talking about planning at dinner. This could be with your family or your fiance or anyone. Will you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, this is just all about like giving your mind and your relationships a break from the wedding. And I think this is a theme that you hear us talk about 
or you will hear us talk about a lot of how being in wedding planning can become like your personality and you lose yourself in it and it can this helps combat like post-wedding blues but taking that mental break for your relationships and yourself from talking about weddings at dinner will allow you to continue to cultivate your relationship outside of planning this wedding like you can talk about wedding planning whatever other time you designate but dinner dinner this is about us we are going to fill our cup and our relationship with all the other things other than the to-dos that are piling up and never ending you know it's just you need that break away so your mind can reset and you can be sharper when it is time for you to make those wedding decisions I mean, and it's just like any other project that you're working on. Like a lot of times, Ashley, I don't know if you've ever got to a point where you're maybe struggling with an edit on an image and you're like, it's really hard to nail it because the lighting was off or there's multiple lighting sources or something. And you're like- literally going to say mixed light. Yeah. You're like, I have to step away from this. And you step away even sometimes for an hour, two hours or in some situations, a day. And you come back to it and you look at it with fresh eyes and you're like, oh, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And the solution is right there. But if you- it's not worth it to continue to try to grind away to find the solution. Sometimes you need that separation. A lot of times with family and your partner, there's this excitement about the big day. And so that's all you want to talk about. But realizing like, if that's all your conversations are, it might be leading to some form of decision fatigue. With that, I just thought of this. If all of your relationships with your fiance and your parent all and or your maid of honor they all surround wedding planning there is inevitably a point in every couple's journey that i know that i've Mm -hmm. like spoken to i guess so this probably isn't an absolute but in there will most likely be a point in your wedding planning journey where you're not going to want to talk about it anymore Yep. like you're going to reach the decision fatigue you're going to not want to bake your cake anymore and you Nobody else is going to know what to talk to you about anymore because that's all you've been talking about for the last six months. Yep. That, you know, you're not talking about the shows anymore. Like the, your relationship uh, and like the energy of your relationship, that's not the word I want, but it has shifted. It's like hyper-focused. And that is, that's now what your relationship is about. It's versus, no different. It's no different than a marriage becoming all about the children when all the conversations yeah. are about kids. Like it's the same, same scenario. There has to be balance. Mm-hmm. And so this leads into a perfect, like the next way that you can create a wedding Pause. boundary. Oh, no, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Never mind. I'm like it's there's just more than a just wedding dinner. Boundary is this idea of having one week on, one week off. Will you talk about that a little bit? Because this was one that you brought up. Yeah. And I even like think you could do like you know, a lot of couples only plan on like Saturdays and Sundays because they work Monday through Friday. So you could even just this weekend we do wedding stuff. Next weekend we like talking about wedding is off the table. And or if you setting, prefer to do something like, hey, we're going to talk about wedding stuff on Saturday and every week, but we're not going to talk about it on Sunday. Exactly. But there Very has to be some. Concept. There has to be some relief and break. And I don't know. I have heard this from several grooms. I don't know how often you have heard this, but I have heard several grooms, their frustration comes when it's like, all we talk about is the wedding. That's it. That's all we talk about is it's, and and I feel like the grooms, the guys, a lot of times hit this point before the bride does. Mm -hmm. They are like, they just don't care about the color. Like they, they're like, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know, they're like, I want to marry you. A lot of, not all of them, but a lot of them are like, 
why are we having this big, like, why are we making such a big hoo-ha about this ordeal? Like, we could just go to the courthouse, but we're having a big wedding. We don't need to, you know, make such a, not spectacle. Words are not coming to me. It's the cutie. Yeah, we'll just make a big deal. You know, give it, 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 we don't need to put this much, spend this emotional damage. You know, Emotional damage. That whole thing. That was a terrible accent that I just That's did. But um, I think it also like whenever I see Lara getting really worked up over something, there's something that triggers inside of me as like a protector and a comforter and a care <gasps> right, person that's a good point. that I'm like, fuck this. I'm done with this. Like I want to obliterate whatever this thing is that's causing my partner emotional pain and emotional anguish. Uh, and so a lot of times I think that some guys can kind of shift into that too, to where they're like, they might say something like this doesn't matter. Like, and that doesn't mean they don't care. What that means is like, it's probably like a guy's version of, and again, I'm speaking in generalities of saying like, I don't like that this is making you feel this way. I want you to feel differently and happy and not bad. So that could be something that's going off too. And that's why this one on one off, whether that is a week or that. day could really be very beneficial, not just for you, but for your relationship as well. Because you're stepping away. You're less frustrated. You're healing the decision fatigue. So you don't, I have to put out those feelings of emotional anguish that your partner is feeling either. So there's all this benefit. Yes, totally, 100%. 100%. Moral of all that, create boundaries surrounding wedding planning. Yep, yep. Next one that we have is to delegate your decisions. And I want to give a little bit of backstory on this one because there were... um, so, well, actually, let's talk about the best thing that you can do. Like, how does someone go about delegating their decisions and who should they ask? Like, who's a good candidate? Maybe some good qualities. Oh, well, my brain was going wedding planner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to be the follow up to this. But, but like, if someone has yet to even ask anyone or delegate smaller decisions, like, who should they ask? Who's a good candidate for this? In my opinion, which we haven't talked about this, so... But no. in my opinion, it's somebody who's passionate about whatever you want to delegate. So if there's something that you know you need to delegate, you can think of your safe people. Safe people being non-judgmental. They, you know, care for your happiness and maybe not putting their own like selfish needs in that decision type yeah, of they, thing. You know? They know your wedding why and they're going to help you execute your Reach wedding that. why. They're not going to like impose what they think your wedding day should be like. Yeah. So um, that would be a big thing to look for is that, but also just what they're passionate in. Like if somebody that you know and they're close to is really passionate about music, delegate the music if you don't really care. Yep. And if it's, and if, especially if it's something that's like causing you mental energy, you know, it's like, ah, I don't really don't want to, I, I feel like I cannot create this part of the cake. Like maybe it's like you, you need, this is really simple, but you need to make the icing and you're like, oh, I can't do that. Another person has the qualities and skills to carry out, you know, let's say decor for tables. And that's the ingredient that you don't want to mess with. Designing wedding invitations. Something like that. Exactly. One of your friends is a graphic designer. Delegate it to them. Now, the second half of this, because there were people on the Facebook thread that said like, hey, I have actually done this. I've found some people that have said they wanted to help and I thought they would be a good fit. But now I'm having to chase them down to get them to do the things that they said they were going to do, which is now causing me more frustration. And and now I'm like, I'm not even building a cake anymore. Like the, I threw the cake on the ground. Which I think it's normal because the the person that is willing to help you, I think they are willing to help you, but they also are living their life. Yeah. 
And so I think it's normal for them to not have your task at the top of their priority list and they do need reminded. You know, I've been that person, which is probably part of why I can like I, I speak see. to that side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been one to offer to in, um, design wedding invitations for my friends. And it just took me a while to get to it because I had to carve out time out of my life outside of work. And I was going to do it, but I just other things kept coming up. Yeah. And so she just had to be like, hey, do you know when you'll get that? I'm like, oh, no, next week. And then she's like, hey, do you have time now? And I'm like, yeah. And then I like make it happen. Yeah. So you do, they do need to be bothered. However, if the idea of that stresses you out, if you, especially if you have a Can I say one more thing if like you're getting me, ready to move on? Yeah. That has to do with that before you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, I think a big part of this has to do with setting expectations up front. So if, let's say someone approaches you and they're like, what can I help you with? And let's say it is wedding invitations and you know that they're a designer. You're like, hey, listen, I have this this thing that I need done and I just, if you want to do that, that would be amazing. But let me go ahead and just tell you what my expectations would be up front and kind of what I expect. And if you can't fulfill those or like you can't do those, then it is totally okay. I will do it because I don't want it to like get in the way of our friendship or anything like that. So it's, it's really important to set expectations up front specifics. Hey, I need this done by this day deadline at this and and, and be very specific and say, do you think you'll be able to do that in that time frame? And then they say, yes, you just trust that. And then there's the follow-up with when that day comes, if you haven't heard from them, Hey, I just wanted to check in. We talked about this being the date. Do you think you'll still be able to do this? If not, I can figure something out. But, you know, and then someone's like, oh, well, I, I lost my job. And, and that's totally fine. That's great. No you know, hard like feelings. You, no hard feelings. But expectations allow you to feel less shitty about checking following in. up with someone yeah. and checking in because everything was clear. Now, I know you were going to transition to the second part. I was. So hiring a wedding planner is where I was headed. Before you were so rudely interrupted. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> how I was like going to seamlessly transition. If, so now it's clunky, but it's fine. That was where you're we going. Well, if 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 the people that are unpaid in your life are unable to execute your vision they're, and that you feel like you can't count on, there are professionals that exist that you can count on. Yeah. And yes, it will cost resources. However, your mental sanity can be intact and you don't have any expectations on your friends where there can be some tension that can rise which can Mm -hmm. be frustrating when you're going through like a period of planning stress so um but the thing with wedding planners that i just want to bring up really quickly before moving on is it's an investment however it is also like the payoff is way much way much more (laughs) excuse me english words is so much more than just like a your wedding being designed. You know what I mean? Like you're paying for peace of mind. You're paying for always having that go-to person. Professionalism, like, someone that knows the industry, someone that knows the vendors. Which means uh, they can also sometimes get you deals that maybe you couldn't get on your own. And by deals, it's like they can source things for a little cheaper than you could source decor. They so might have a decor were, closet. Yeah, maybe you were looking at specific thing and they're like, oh no, I know someone that can do that. Like their price points are cheaper than what you were originally looking at mm-hmm. because they or, know of another vendor who has different price points. They're also your constant sounding board to be like, you don't want this in your cake. Like, yep. Oh yeah. 
You know, they're like, don't stop thinking about that. It's really like, this is taking up your mental energy and it does not deserve it. It does not deserve it. We're going to go with this color because X, Y, Z, cheaper, this, that, the other. You don't have, we don't have to source this from New Jersey, this color of napkin, which if you want this color, we have to get it from New Jersey and it's going to cost this much money. This one's close enough. Like they can kind of be that rational thinker and sometimes you need that because our next piece of advice is to try to remove emotion and get practical and sometimes it's really hard to separate our emotions um when you are full of decision fatigue it's it's hard to make those those decisions and even realize that like wow i'm getting so caught up in my emotions and it's kind of this domino effect and and you don't realize that like this shouldn't be that big of a deal to choose the napkins. Yeah. Like this is a this is a, a teal, and this is a slightly lighter version of teal. And so it, it, you sometimes having that person, whether that's your partner, your mom, a professional that you've hired, to then say like, "Hey, Ashley, it's okay. It's close enough." Sometimes that's all you need. But that whole process is a, removing emotion and getting is getting practical. Yes, I love it. I I. You worded that perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. Add. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. But we hope we hope that this episode provided some insight, some tools for your toolbox. I have a couple um, of, of additional sure, go for it. things really quick that just came to my mind. So in this practical thing, like I said, I had nothing else to add. You can eliminate some decisions with being practical. And by being practical, I mean, you can think about you're stuck on your floral, you know, arrangement or what flowers you're going to pick. And let's say you're not working with a florist. Like there are some florists I know even here in town who work with what's in season because it's easier to source or it'll do better in the climate. Mm -hmm. And that'll eliminate all the other decisions in your Pinterest board or whatever. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like if you go with like practical and what's cost effective versus like. I have literally 10,000 flowers that I can choose from or I can choose from 10 because this is yeah. what my florist uses. Yeah. Like, and you're, that's way more manageable. Like peonies and tulips, for example, those are su- just such a small window. Peonies sounds those. like peonies. Peonies. It does. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and But let's say you're Pinterest board and you were like dying to have them, but it's simply not realistic. You can just immediately eliminate that from the list of things you want. Um. On that same note, I mentioned already weather, but that's another thing. So working with an expert will allow you to think of and they can tell you what's going to work well when you're getting married in seven degree weather or what's going to work well when you're getting married in 107 degree weather. What's going to stand up? You have an outside reception, you know, thank you. Things like that. So also on your Pinterest board, really quick, since we're talking a little bit about your Pinterest board and eliminating things, when you're in the middle of decision fatigue, you are bombarded with inspiration and you start just scrolling because you don't know what else to do and you don't have the mental capacity to scroll or to make those decisions. So you just scroll, just like the end of the day when you scroll on Facebook, you don't want to do the dishes. So something that you can do when you start scrolling for the perfect bouquet flower because you're in the middle of deciding what that's going to be is look back at the 
beginning era of when you were pinning things for your wedding when you were really really excited about it because you didn't have decision fatigue then and that was what you wanted then now you're bombarded with the new trend and the new this and the new that and the new thing that just popped up and that person just posted their wedding photos and they did the same colors or whatever is going through your brain just look back and trust the beginning version of you that was so excited in the wedding planning process and yeah. not drained because they're picking the good icing. They're picking the good ingredients. You're picking out of desperation and frustration. So go back to the beginning of your mood board and trust what it was that you wanted at that time. I like that. I like especially that it you brought it back to like, hey, this was a time when you didn't have decision fatigue. And so you can trust this version of yourself because this version wasn't fatigued out. And there's always going to be another trend. Always. Which trends so, are fun. They're exciting. They're okay. But listen, if you're like pulling that cake out of the oven, there's no reason to start over. Like yep. you've, you, you've made your cake. You like this cake. You know, you know what it is. You've chose the flavor. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to do the new cilantro lime weird mix ingredient that's hot that everyone's doing. It's like, nah, I'm yeah. good. I'm good with red velvet. Like we and when go. the wedding actually rolls around, you pull the cake out of the oven, you finish doing it. It's the day of the wedding and you're presenting the cake to cut the day of. You're going to be happy with what's there because what's really important is that you're marrying your person. All the people that you wanted to be in attendance, hopefully are in attendance. <laughs> and I just realized that was such an absolute to say, but everybody's there. You're marrying your person. You're having the party. You're enjoying yourself. You don't care about the place cards that you finally decided, I need to stop putting hours into picking these little place card holders. You don't care the day of. Yeah. So remember that. And so this season, guys, your decision fatigue season can be snapped. It just takes an awareness of like, oh, this is what I'm experiencing. How can I shift it? Um, And this is where the analogy of asking yourself, is this the cake that I want to bake comes into? Is this the cake I want to bake? Yep. So do your boundaries for an overview. Yep. Uh, do your, set set your, boundaries, your boundaries. Delegate your decisions. Remove emotion and get practical. The three pieces and of advice that we got for you. Remember what you're going to feel like on the wedding day. You're going to love the cake when it comes out. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Guys, we just want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast, supporting the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bridal Breakdown. You can join our private Facebook community where we actually find topics for episodes in the community. We love to ask uh, our, our our brides what they're going through, and then we try to, to create content that's curated to what you are going through in real time. Uh, and so that's what this episode was inspired off of. So go join that Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Patreon link is also in the show notes. Anything else that we want to let people know of before we head out today? I don't think so. so. All right, y'all. You guys have a fantastic week. Happy wedding planning and be sure to stay intentional AF. See you next week. 